Hi there, Wolt Chums. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to share some exciting news. Earlier this year, I partnered with the team at Lose It to write a course called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Weight, a mindset-first approach to lasting weight loss. This is a premium course for Lose It, but now through the end of October, our friends at Lose It are offering this as a complimentary gift for our friends at Wolt Place. So if you were thinking about joining Wolt Place, We Only Look Thin Place, our Facebook-based accountability group for women, this is the perfect time to do so. Again, now through the end of October, new and existing members of Wolt Place will be receiving this as a complimentary gift. So head over to weonlylookthin.com, click on that link for join our support group, sign up, and you will qualify for this amazing offer. I'm so proud of the work I did on this. I want to thank the team at Lose It, Sarah and Hannah, for including me in this project. And uh, now we will get on with the show. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another apprehensive episode of We Only Look Thin. Oh. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I am a Tiny Habit Certified Coach, yeah. Thrive Global Certified Coach. Ooh. I have lost 120 dreadful pounds. <laughs> uh, and with me today is... The Dreadful Donald Weigel. Dreadful Donald. And I uh, am also a host of this show. I have lost about 100 pounds. I've kept it off for about six years. And uh, I am here to tell talk about it we are and this is a very spooky season everybody yeah very much spook but this week it's it's strange because it's the spookiest and then the least spookiest week of the year right if you're listening to this if you're listening to this when it's happening right, right. now yeah if like when when we publish this podcast it will be essentially the day before halloween which H- hollows eve what yeah. that what is spookier than that and then halloween that is super super spooky but then what comes after that it's november 1st the least spooky day of yeah the year. and suddenly <laughs> suddenly you're the freak if you're dressed up like a ghoul and yeah like, yeah like day october 31st wearing like a skeleton's outfit oh, like oh, t- like you're totally like in it. november cool 1st you're still wearing one yeah probably not uh <laughs> no but it, not it, acceptable it to go from to go to the grocery store no overnight suddenly you're the weirdo knocking on doors asking for candy right, suddenly give me candy on november 2nd i want candy how, at your house yeah how very much dare you and that actually uh you bring up great points about knocking on strangers doors you know i think you'll find that i oftentimes bring up great points you do yeah if you it, if you really pay attention yeah uh so uh if it this is like our first tip. We're we're doing a tip of the week. Tow! Tow everybody. Tow everybody. Tip of the year to you tip or something. Tip of the year yeah. and the week to you. And we have said this before, broken records. Records are what used to be the cloud where you hear music. Oh, because yeah. before that it was a, like a CD and then a record and then a, a tape and the, or somewhere in there and then a 
<laughs> Welcome to the history of the evolution no, of recorded but like, sound. Like, but think about it. Like, do kids today actually know if you say you sound like a broken record? To be like, what even is that? I know. I'm it's a good point. Ya. Like, I I saw uh, an interview. Not it was it's been a few years ago now, but I somebody was interviewing uh, like teenagers about they would play them the record scratch sound mm-hmm. and asking them what it was. And they knew they knew that it meant something had been interrupted, yeah. but they didn't know that it was a record being scratched. Oh. You know, like they, they got the gist of it, but not what the specific the sound intention. was. And this was this was probably at least five years ago I, I saw this this thing. I can feel myself aging into the Crypt Keeper right now saying this. I know we've said this before too, but our daughter keeps saying that like we were born in the 1900s. I know. She actually, terrible. I asked her what it was 100 years ago. This is out of context a little bit. And she goes, was it disco? <laughs> and I, <laughs> I like had to sit down and she got me those like. Uh, those, smelling salts. Smelling salts. Yeah, speaking and I had of to things from down. 100 years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But uh, but here's the tip of the, we were going to give these nice people. You know, we if, if we had smelling salts around, maybe we are that old. I know. I've never. I've never actually smelled smelling salt. Smelling salt. I thought it was yeah. like Himalayan salt or some sort of salt. I don't know. Salt. Yeah, I don't know. It it supposedly smells terrible and wakes you right up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I need that instead of coffee. <laughs> yeah, <maybe>. um, <laughs> smells terrible and let's wakes you right up. Let's give it a right try. Up. I'm ordering some from Amazon right now. I bet you will. But uh, here, let's go. Tao. Tao. Everybody. Oh yeah, we didn't actually tell them what it tip was. Tip of the week to you. <laughs> the tip of the week. We're gonna say it again. We're going to say it now, is any candy that you're enjoying, indulging in, yeah. and it's not October 31st, what what kind of candy is it, Donald? It's just candy. It's just candy. Just just as the, the guy, uh, i.e. me, who wears the skeleton costume on November 1st at the grocery store and is uh, looked upon oddly. You shall also look to uh, be looked upon oddly. Be looked upon oddly. Uh, you know, it, it's not Halloween candy anymore. No, you're, it's just you're just eating candy. It's Wednesday not, candy. If you went around and got candy from trick or treating, or your kids did, or something, and you have it around, it's not imbued with magical Halloween powers that no. that like don't. Uh, uh, you know, amass calories when you eat it. It's just, you're just a person eating candy on November 1st. But you're, I got, you're not treating yourself to Halloween candy. I got to finish up the Halloween candy. No, yeah. it's Wednesday candy. It's Thursday candy. Just keep it in context. We are not saying don't enjoy the candy. But the last time I checked, uh, Snickers is widely available. All of your boxed yes. and bagged candies. You don't need to buy it on sale for next Halloween. You yeah. don't need to stock up for Christmas. Just because it's pumpkin shaped, it still tastes the same. Yeah, just it fills me with dread. To think of all of the excuses that I made for years and years about why I couldn't lose weight, making excuses about gotta eat all the candy. Yeah. It would, you know, oh, all of the Keebler elves would be so sad if I didn't can't, eat all the can't cookies. Can't waste all this candy. Can't oh. give can't give this candy to somebody else. Can't like, afford not to buy yeah, it. Yeah, can't afford not to eat all this candy. While we have it, it ha- has to be eaten. Don't want to waste it. But all of that just led me to dread the scale 
Yeah. Putting on clothing at the holidays yeah. and beyond, uh, not having stretchy things. Um, so today we, uh, I, th- I think that was the tip of the week. Yeah. It was the tip of the week. Well, which and, is you, and you've like brilliantly started to transition segue. into the main the main topic of the show, uh, which is dread. Just like Paul Blart, mall cop on his segue. Yeah. I am zooming in <laughs> to topic number two, which is dread. Yeah. Uh, and we hope you are not dreading listening to this episode. If you're still listening, thank you. But we are going to talk about that November 1st feeling of dread and how it relates to our health and wellness goals. Absolutely. And, you know, the the first part of this you might be saying to yourself is, what is dread exactly? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Thank I mean, you all, for that. We all have felt dread, but but what does that actually mean? Well, um, I, the the internet. Uh, when I, I don't even want to say Webster's Dictionary or Oxford because I just typed in dread into the internet and uh, it came up with two very poignant and pointed uh, descriptors, and I'm going to give them to you now. I can't wait. The first. Dread is to anticipate with great fear or apprehension. Ah. Uh, And it gave two examples, and I'm going to read them to you, and I feel personally attacked by these. (laughs) Okay. First, the uh, great fear or apprehension, as in Jane was dreading the party. Who dreads parties more than me and you? No one. No one. I'm not sure anyone dreads a party more than me. Like, I get invited to a party, and I just immediately, like, the dread sets in. Yeah, well, <laughs> we can talk about that uh, maybe in the in the uh, more dready part of the, of the episode. But the yeah. second one, and this one I felt was like a stab to the heart. Maybe the Google internet is listening to us, but what are you going to do? The second yeah. one was uh, the anticipation or great fear. Uh, and that, the, the descriptor it gave here, yeah. watch out, the thought of returning to New Jersey filled her with dread. <laughs> now, come on, internet. I am looking that's forward cool. to going to, like, yeah, that's come cool. on now. Yeah, that, I, I lived in New Jersey for 10 years. I, I'd be happy to go back there. Look, I'm just saying a lot more people dread the dentist, but maybe there's some sort of, like, the, the, the dental convention union or whatever they're called. Maybe they put in to the, they paid Google to not have dentists yeah, as and, the thing or our, tax. Our dental listeners, you're doing a fine, fine job. Our dentists, yes, we yeah. are not anti-dentists. But yeah, being the dread of New Jersey, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about today. But uh, but the, but it is that anticipation and fear or apprehension that sort of living in the future, not in the moment, uh, is where dread lives. But dread can come in many forms, and it really does impact our ability to focus on our health goals. And we want to talk to you today about understanding dread. It's such a fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, it is. Look, it's still the Halloween season. Yes. So I don't know why I suddenly went like into yeah, it. Yes. yes. It's like um, your uh, your uh, spooky narrator voice. But there are lots of different kinds of dread. There is the long term dread of absolutely hating a big thing, like hating the idea of doing a particular plan. There is the dread that comes along with the anticipation of a dreaded task, like going to a party or filling out, you know, uh, uh, tax forms. And then there is the dread 
that is specific to the day. So we're just going to sort of break apart sort of how to how to think about the the big fear and then how to adjust your expectations of yourself on just those little times where you're like, yeah, "Eh, I don't have time. And hopefully give you some some tips to get past your dread and uh, do the thing anyway. Yeah, because all of this is sort of about mindset. And sometimes just the the getting started is how we we make the magic happen. So we're going to get started right now. So I'm going to talk. I think you are. I am talking. (laughs) Okay. So before we give you solutions to how to manage your dread, what I want to do is talk to you about actually coaching yourself through the problem that you're identifying. Because a lot of times it can just be this amorphous, oh my gosh, everything feels like too much. So when we ask ourselves questions, we can help ourselves unravel the issue. So there are different kinds of dread. So the first question to look in the mirror and ask yourself is, what are you dreading, Catherine? Yeah, and do you have to look in directly into a mirror? No. Or can you just ask yourself the question? No, maybe just ask yourself the question. But this might take a little bit of time to unravel because when we're in the middle of feeling anxious and, you know, negative, it can be hard to sit and really unscramble the problem. I just want to be clear to the listeners that they don't have to buy any special equipment if they don't <laughs> have a mirror right there handy <laughs> in order to do this process. Exactly. So is the dread coming? from inexperience? Are you starting a new plan? Are you starting at a new gym? Are you starting a new routine? Is that dread just the anxiety that you have about being new at something? Because that can be really overwhelming, thinking about starting something new. I feel that dread so much. Like uh, whenever I have gone to, you know, I've taken yoga classes in the past and I just am, you know, afraid of looking foolish and I I don't want to do the wrong move or whatever. And the teachers always are understanding and they understand new people, you know, and, but I still like, I don't like to, to appear foolish or even just, you know, when I used to go to a gym, like just, you know, I would want to, I would really like study other people on a piece of equipment before I tried to use it so that I didn't, you know, look foolish on it. Exactly. So from a new job to a new gym, there's that anticipation of not being a pro at something yet. Is it just something where you have low energy right now? Is it a low emotional bandwidth? Is it time specific, the amount of time you need to put into something? Or is it the timing of something? There is a difference between 30 minutes and finding the right 30 minutes to do a thing. Is it a lack of motivation? Is it a lack of expertise? Is it boredom or novelty? Like, where is it coming from? And only you can kind of take that apart for yourself. But there is, you know, there's a difference between being a novice at something and having done something so frequently that it all the joy is kicked out of it. So where on that spectrum do you fall? Because for us, really analyzing what a particular problem is gives us the opportunity to see it as feedback. We did episodes about uh, failure being feedback. And also these feelings that we have about dreading something or being bored about something can inform how we move forward. And, And sometimes like I feel a lot of dread because it's something that I I know I should do. Yeah. And I feel guilt and shame that I'm not doing it. And and that 
it, it's this sort of uh, self-fulfilling prophecy almost where I, I feel all of that and then it makes me not start. Yeah. Like it, it, it's counterintuitive, but it works like that for me a lot. So constant dread, like I'm dreading starting Weight Watchers. I'm dreading tracking calories. Yeah. It can come from a place of fear, fear of looking inexperienced, and also fear of setting yourself up for failure. What if I get all excited about this? What if I start the new plan? And what if I'm not good at it? What if I don't lose the weight? What if I don't, you know, I'm not good at running? That fear keeps us from even trying in the first place and then sets us in this like, I, I mean, and I would do it like six months at a time yeah. of like, maybe I should run. Maybe I shouldn't run. Maybe I should read a book. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should join a gym. I don't know. What if I look dumb? And then suddenly six months have gone by and I haven't done anything. So it can lead to analysis paralysis if we're just dreading the thing that hasn't actually happened yet. And I think that there is oftentimes a fear, uh, and I'm speaking for myself for sure, that I will do something and it will be really hard. Yeah. And then I will be the person who is committed to doing this really hard thing that I don't like. And yeah. and I feel like, well, then then what do I do? Well, do I quit doing it? Well, that, you know, brings up more thoughts yeah. of shame. Like, oh, well, I guess I'm a quitter. Well, and two, that like that I should want to do this. And that, that's a really important question to ask. Yeah. D is this something you want for yourself or is this something that you're getting peer pressure for? Or, hey, you should really join the thing. Or, hey, I'm doing the 75 hard challenge or whatever. You right. should do it too. And then feeling foolish like you're, you know, oh, if what does this mean about me if I can't do this? And it seems like other people are having success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So another thing to do when you're feeling dread all the time is really analyzing the season that you're in. Maybe something felt easy before yeah. and it doesn't feel easy now. That sort of like, why did it feel effortless to do Atkins 10 years? ago and right. now suddenly it seems way too hard. Really analyze and ask yourself, what season are you in right now, literally and figuratively? Okay, well, right now in North America, it's autumn. It's getting colder out. Is this a seasonal issue? Is it a work issue, health, family, stress, weather, financial? Really pay attention to where you are now versus where you might have done it in the past. When I did Atkins in the past, I was in like just graduated from college, didn't have kids, felt really motivated and energized and kind of in a lightning bolt moment. But I didn't realize that I would like to eat cake again in the world. And now I see yeah. that it wasn't sustainable because it wasn't something I was willing to do for the long term. Well, and I think oftentimes the first time we do something that is not sustainable. Ooh. We don't realize it's not sustainable. Yeah. And so we we can go into it and we we feel like we can, you know, white knuckle it or, you know, use our willpower, our our fortitude to get through it. And then we you know, we're like, "Oh, well, we had success on that, but we actually didn't have success on right, it because we couldn't keep doing it." And then we think about, well, I really should do that again because I really had that success. Yeah. And that's partially where the dread comes from because you realize, you you know, whether it's, you know, unconscious or not, 
that you're you weren't able to keep doing that and so you're dreading the bad parts of it the struggle the the you know the willpower that is such a good point i mean because i definitely isolated myself when i was doing atkins and abstained from so many things oh my goodness at the time and that white knuckling i i think i misinterpreted that as motive or like that motivation as sustainable and i think that that's a really good distinction to make about the like gritting your teeth and powering through versus it being realistic for long-term solution nice job you were right you do say lots of things on this points every so often (laughs) exactly so then there's the like donald was saying and, and he can speak to this is that dread of something worked before and now it feels really hard or now like getting back into doing yoga or getting back into tracking after taking time off, that can feel really daunting too. And that dread of, I used to be great at this and now I feel shame because I'm no longer at that peak performance. Yeah, I had a a period of time where I was doing um, a decent amount of strength training in addition to just all of my daily movement, all of the the walking and the steps I get. Best shape of your life over pandemic. And I... (laughs) It, it's one of those things where sometimes, you know, I say all of these things and then sometimes, you know, I'm confronted with my own words and I go like, oh, come on, really? Like, <laughs> I got to do that. And I I very recently, just about two weeks ago, I, I've been saying to myself for a long time, I really need to get back to doing like push-ups and a plank um, because I, I, I am eating at a certain calorie deficit and the weight's not... Uh, not going where I would like it to. I'm I'm sort of like you know been semi stuck at a, at a at a place, and I would like to to lose a little more. And I finally, like two weeks ago, we were talking, and um, you know, there's this thing in Tiny Habits where you look for a prompt, like something yeah. that you do every day, and you um you know that that prompt is going to happen and you say to yourself, well, this would be when I should do it. And at one point my prompt was when I get off the rebounder, I will do my push-ups and a plank. Anyway, Catherine and I were talking about this problem and I said to her, well, you know what the actual perfect prompt for me would be is like right after I make my coffee, then I do it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause if I do if I do the push up and the plank before getting on the rebounder, um, I will be as, at sort of my peak energy level. And I said that out loud <laughs> and I kind of went, Oh uh, <laughs> wait, that actually wah, would wah. be. Well, and you bring up a really great point about time. Is it the amount of time it takes or is it the timing of the thing yeah. that's the issue? Is it practical for you? Because I think even in Tiny Habits, they talk about like, do a push-up after you go to the restroom. And that never resonated with me because I don't want to do a push-up after I am in the bathroom. Right, <laughs> like, right. That's not really a super-duper place. So for Donald to talk himself through the correct prompt to get something he wanted done was very important. Yeah, and and also like I was really dreading going back to having to spend that time every day and I really had to talk myself into like, you know what? Just just do one push-up and just do a 10-second plank. Like just do that. And 
I was like, okay, now I've got my prompt right after I make my coffee, I'm going to do this. And so I did the one push up and I did the 10 second plank. And suddenly I was like, oh, now I remember like why I was doing this. That wasn't hard at all. And it feels so good when it's done. And like two weeks later, I'm I'm up to I think I did like 14 push ups this morning. Oh and, and right I did under it. my nose. I know. Where was I know. I? And I well, you you still hadn't come out from the oh, <laughs> bedroom okay. yet. And uh, I did, uh, and I did a seventy-second plank. I'm up to seventy seconds already. Whoa. After uh, after just a couple of weeks, I so. remember the first time I actually I came outside. I think it was like a weekend, and you were doing a plank. I was like, "What is all this right in front, under in my very house? I know. You are doing this without announcing to me that you are doing a habit." And I felt uh, a little attacked, but also proud. Proud of you for well, getting thank it done. You. Thank you. It, it's finally nice for you to be proud of me. And, and <laughs> I think the, I think I'm sorry to cut you off. I think that for me, it in the end, I think the lesson here when we're talking about dread is I had all of this dread, dread, dread about doing it, and I I if I had just stopped dreading it and just done like done one and done a 10 second plank and started, the dread kind of goes away, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what all the dread was about. I just needed to get myself to start. And then I was, I'm like, I feel like now I've got momentum building. Well, and this brings up two fantastic points. The first is dread often comes from a place of shame because perhaps we're not in the same physical condition we were when we were at our peak. Yeah. So for example, I used to do 30 minutes of yoga. I used to do half hour blogilates. I used to get in 20,000 steps, all of these different things. And then when I think about starting over, I go, oh my gosh, look at the condition I'm in now. My arms aren't as strong. Yeah, this is 100% I don't have the whatever. Right. Yeah. And the shame that comes from or the, all the time wasted marinating on, I never should have stopped. I should have just kept going. What did I, what excuses did I make? Why won't I ever learn? I guess I'm never just, I'm never going to be the kind of person who makes it a priority. That was over. All of that negative self-talk is a waste of time because circumstances change. There are times when we can be super focused on something and then other times where dialing back and setting some low standards of, putting like that, you know, that small daily investment in really does matter. But the reason we don't start, I'm just going to tell you like it is. Yeah. The reason we don't start over is because we feel shame that one isn't enough. Yeah. And and like I, I went through all of that. I used to be able to do three minute plank and I, like 30, I would do 30 pushups and I would do that every morning. And part of my dread of doing this again was was really like feeling the physical evidence that I was no longer in that yeah. kind of a shape. And so, you know, but I'm working my way back there and that feels great. Yeah. And so getting over that, like that starter step of just getting going has been huge in, in really sort of eliminating the dread in this particular case. Right. So when Donald and I turn to the experts, I imagine us like, on a stage, sort of like a Merv Griffin program, <laughs> like turning oh in our God. swivel chairs Speaking toward of things that were from a hundred years ago. You bring up the Merv Griffin program. Come on, <laughs> what the, I miss those. You 
you know, like, hey, bring it, like a curtain opens, and then... I just think you can't claim to our daughter that we're not that old, and then Dude. also simultaneously reference the Merv Griffin program. Bruh, I don't care. <laughs> I I don't care what... I, I, get, I am actually at the age where I'm just like, I don't, I don't yeah, care no, what kids true. think. I'll say, I'll talk about Merv yeah. as much as I would like. Your buddy Merv. My buddy Merv. But actually, uh, first we're going to bring down, bring on down... Uh, Tiny Habits. I'm bringing BJ Fogg on stage yeah. in my mind right now, uh, where he actually talks about breaking down habits. And James Clear talks about and James Clear suddenly also in the audience. It brought him on down. Yeah, talking about small habits making a big difference. And one thing that we can sort of all I think agree on is starting from a place of small habits, tiny habits, atomic habits, whatever you call them, yeah. being great first steps, not only on day one, but also on day 100. Yeah. We can always return to that smallest increment as sort of the base coat of getting ourselves going. And a lot of times we see, and, and I think that this is actually something that Atomic Habits fails on is like getting 1% better every single day and then suddenly we're 40 right. billion percent better and, you know, we're, we're superhuman. The, what I love about tiny habits is that we always have the ability to return to that base tiny habit and see it as success. Because when we do the push-up and we do one and we say, oh my gosh, I'm so out of shape. This is terrible. Yeah. That negative self-talk reinforces that we're not good enough. But with tiny habits, what we say is amazing. You did one. Fantastic. We learn and we grow from celebrating ourselves, not talking ourselves down and saying, oh my gosh, I never should have, you know, stopped. I'm a, I'm a terrible person. Why did I do this? Celebrating every small step in the right direction reinforces the positive behavior instead of knocking it down. So for Donald to get in there and do the 10 second plank. Uh, that's, that's where I started. Yes. I am celebrating you now. At the time I was like, oh, must be nice. Look at him having a habit. I'm well, gonna... I think you were actually, uh, still getting ready to come out in the living <laughs> room. <laughs> actually. Well, the first time I saw it with my own eyes, Yeah, but like really celebrating that small step matters in establishing it long term. So I think we're going to sort of switch gears and get into some practical ideas for you in managing your own expectations for those adjustments of your habits to be able to dial them back, to scale them back in ways that feel right for you. So going back a step, if you find yourself completely dreading something, whether it's doing Weight Watchers or going to the gym, and it is a big dread with a capital D that you're just like, this is unsustainable, this is too hard, this is too much, that means that that plan might not be right for you. But what we're going to focus on today is the doable, like this is my lifestyle, I am a person who focuses on health and goals and fitness. And what if we have those small you know, lowercase, are there lowercases anymore? Yeah. Lowercase dread of the day. It's a bad day. It's a bad week. There's, you know, someone's painting the, the house right now and my schedule is off and it's raining today. Those small bits of daily dread 
are adaptable and pivotable. Is that a word? I'm going to say that too. Sure. We can adjust and adapt our days to accommodate low energy, a bad night's sleep, something like that. And so we're going to give you some examples of ways that you can adjust your goals based on your current bandwidth for like the the current season that you're in. Yeah. And the underlying idea here is to ask yourself when there's something that you want to do and you're also dreading it, ask yourself, how can you make it so that you won't dread it or won't dread it as much. And it really in the, I don't want to steal anything Catherine's about to say, but the bottom line is if you can't make it to a point where you don't dread it at all, then maybe you turn it into something else entirely. Like you, you can't figure out any way to stop dreading going to the gym. Like there's nothing about it that's going to make you, you know, not dread it. Then Maybe get your exercise somewhere else, like yeah. figure out another way to make it happen. Well, and too, I mean, and, and that ties into the like, well, I can't do that and I can't do that and I can't do that and I can't do that. What can you do? What investment, what daily investment doesn't feel terrible to make? So right. we're going to break down a number of different categories into how to adapt and scale back on those days where things just feel like too much or those short seasons where things feel like too much. So the first one is, how can you make your goal smaller? How can you set lower standards for yourself? And that just means for this season or for this day. So today, for example, if you had a really big like Halloween blowout fun time weekend and you overate a lot, maybe today isn't the day for a super low deficit day. Maybe this is the kind of day that would be great for a maintenance day. So instead of a 1400 calorie day today, Maybe today is a 1900 calorie day. It doesn't mean that's it. I'm broken. I'm I I can't ever do this. I feel shame. It's just adapting to the day. Yeah, or or maybe if you just can't get started because the idea of going to 14 or 1500 calories in a day is just too hard. Like figure out where you are and and drop down some from there. Just start by by making, you know, maybe you're eating 3000 calories a day. So maybe you just you drop down to 2500 or even 2800 just to start, just to get yourself going and get yourself into it. Exactly. We were talking a lot about that on the last episode. Instead of the ideal 10,000 steps today, maybe make it 4000 steps. Instead of looking at, "Oh my gosh, I've got 50 pounds to lose. This is super daunting." Dial it back. Hey, what would it take for me to lose three pounds? Three pounds is doable. It's a short-term goal. And then you can always add another three pounds to that and another three as you go down the scale. That's what I I did five pounds at a time. I didn't think it, oh my gosh, I need to lose a hundred pounds. That's that is like a whole different person. That's a, you know, a shark magically biting off my leg. Right. Uh, If I was lucky. Yeah. But three pounds. (laughs) Still waiting for that magic shark bite. Still am waiting. So uh so make that goal smaller. And the another thing you can do is to reduce the frequency. If you're saying to yourself, oh my, the idea of doing this every day, of, of doing this particular exercise or eating this particular way, like every day is driving me crazy, like is making me really dread doing anything. Maybe you do it, you like try it five days a week, or maybe you do it two days a week or one day a week, like whatever you feel like you can handle to get yourself started right now. And part of that too, I remember when you first 
first started this whole joint venture. You didn't even know it was a joint venture at the no, time. No, no, I didn't. Uh, I we talked about working out, and we talked. I I'm, I like how I'm saying we, and I'm looking at you. <laughs> I was like, well, you, you know, just saying like, well, I can't work out during the week. I don't have time to do that. Like, what? And I suggested, what about just weekends? Yeah. And doing two days a week is. A I don't it's exponentially more than none days a week. I, I know. I think we have as human beings have this, you know, all or nothing attitude and have a real problem being like, well, what is two days a week gonna do? Oh like my- if I if I don't do if I don't do it seven days a week, like what's that gonna do for me? Um, I won't even I'm get a streak. It, yeah. It, and you know, just think about the fact that two days is is still a lot more than that's, no days. That's well, 28% <laughs> of your week. That yeah. is way better than none percent of your week. I, and, you know, maybe there's something that you're telling yourself you need to do three times a day. Maybe you just do it one time a day. Exactly. Um, you know, maybe you're like, okay, there's a there's a 30-day challenge. Well, I, the idea of committing to it for 30 days is, you know, fills me with so much dread. Maybe you just try it for five days. Maybe you just try it for three days. And, and you see how it goes. And that maybe it won't be as bad as you think it is. And you'll want to keep going. And maybe it'll be worse. And then you can pivot and do something else. Well, and two, you bring up a really great point about auditioning habits. Like, oh my gosh, that means I have to do a plank every single day. Like James Clear says 1% better every day for the right. rest of my life. Like I'm not going to have a full-time job if I just plank my whole life away. Um, but if I think of something as, hey, I'm going to give eating vegetables at every meal. I'm going to give it a try for a couple days. And then if I don't like it, I have the opportunity to change my mind on it. A lot of times we think if we go down a path, there's no reversing. And giving yourself permission to audition something new, hey, you know what, this week I'm going to, there's nothing going on. It's nice and warm out. I'm going to try having a glass of water every day. Let's see how it goes. It's not a lifetime commitment. You didn't sign any uh, contracts unless you signed a contract. Unless you signed a water drinking contract. A water drinking contract. Yeah. Exactly. So aside from the frequency, we can also reduce or scale the intensity. Instead of five pound weights, guess what? Doing no arm weights is also very difficult. Yeah. I made Donald wave his hands in the air like he just didn't care yesterday because I was trying to take a picture. You sure did. And after a minute, what did you say? (laughs) I said, this is too hard. This is too hard. Turns out body weight matters. It is resistance and it works. You don't need a machine or a piece of equipment or barbells to make workouts difficult. Yeah. And it's another example of like, if, if you can't do 25 pound weights, don't tell yourself that, well, if I can't do 25s, then I shouldn't bother. Like, you know, any amount is better than doing not, you know, than not doing the exercise at all. No, once I realized that I could adapt any workout to meet my needs, I don't have to pay uh, attention to what the instructor is doing. I can take breaks. I can go at my own pace. I can adapt. I can do things on my knees. I can skip jumping jacks because this is about investing in myself, not doing something prescriptive that doesn't feel right to me. And also, and this is a really big one on the food side, if homemade isn't right for you, buy it pre-made, buy it pre-chopped. Think of it as outsourcing an activity to a third party. If you had a your own sous chef or your own, like, you know, oh, well, if Oprah has a cook, then I can get a cook. You right. know what? 
Stouffer's is my Mr. Stouffer's and Mrs. Jimmy Dean. Are I don't my... know how many times I said to myself, I could do this if I just had a personal chef oh my to gosh. make all my meals for me. And that's what a grocery store hot bar is. Someone else made it for me. I've made it easier. And that, like, really thinking about everything as adaptable to your actual bandwidth, your time frame, all of that, letting go of all of those prescriptive bests, like ideal visions, really has helped us continue with habits long beyond like just a, a quick 30-day hardcore fix. And and another thing you can do, speaking of 30-day hardcore fixes, is reduce the amount of time. Like yeah. if it, you know, if you think you need to do something for 30 minutes in order to get the full workout, but the idea of 30, you know, just fills you with dread, how about just do it for five minutes? Yeah. And maybe you'll discover that, well, okay, the idea of doing it for five doesn't fill me with dread. And maybe you're doing it for five and you decide, oh, you know what? This is this is pretty good. I can go for 10 or I can go for 20. Maybe you end up doing the whole 30 minutes anyway. But just, just sort of promise yourself you're going to start with five or with one. Um, you know, and then maybe you can, you can cut out time in other ways, like instead of, you know, the idea of going to the grocery store and getting all of the ingredients you need to make something fills you with thread, maybe you order your groceries and have them, have them delivered online. Or, or maybe there's like a, a workout video and the, and the video is 30 minutes or an hour and, and you just like feel like you don't have time. Just do the five minute warm up. Like just get started. Like do something and just keep yourself, like keep your head in the game. Keep one foot in, in the ring, so to speak. Well, and that was a really big permission that I gave myself of just walk into the gym and walk on the, you know, or ride the elliptical. Whippy! <laughs> Come on, ride the elliptical. Um, you know, do the elliptical for five minutes. Or if I'm at home, just do the warm up before the workout and giving yourself permission to stop and celebrating that. Wow, what good luck. Like, what great fortitude I have to start it and know when to stop. So often we put, push ourselves so hard toward ideal perfection that anything less than that is you don't have enough grit. You don't care enough. You don't want this enough. Yeah, that's one of my least favorite phrases in the English language is is that you just don't want it enough. It drives me absolutely crazy. Yeah, and we end up injuring ourselves because we push ourselves too hard or we compromise our own values or goals because we're trying to keep up with what someone else is doing. And pulling back to that, you know, what can I do instead of, oh my gosh, I'm doing this out of shame or embarrassment really is a huge mindset shift. And the final one on this, which I'm adding as sort of, we had, we had talked about it a little bit before, is reduce the time or adjust the timing. What time of day or what spot in your day yeah. makes more sense to do this? For me, I do best when I work out early because I'm getting it out of the way. Yeah, but me too. But finding that right time and that right prompt that makes sense for you makes a difference. Knowing that, oh gosh, like I'm, I'm terrible. And I actually did this once. Like I do better if I go on a walk or a run in the morning. 
I tried running in the afternoon after lunch, and I felt like I was going to barf the yeah. whole time. Yeah. And if I had started trying to run after lunch every – like, well, somebody else runs after lunch. They eat, and they do a great job at you know, like right. building up their carbo loads. For me, it just felt terrible. And that was a sign like, oh, this isn't the right time of day to do that. Again, and that can be anything. That can be working out. That can be food prep. Like if people say, well, spend all your day Sunday food prepping, and that doesn't work for you. Oh, but on Tuesday mornings, we actually have a late start for school, extra hour in the morning. Hey, maybe prepping Tuesday mornings before school would be a great thing or going grocery shopping. Like it's the timing. It's not actually the amount of time. So figure out what works for you. Yeah, that's a great point from you. Thanks. I appreciate it. And finally, if you're listening to this going, but what about me, Catherine? I'm not. I'm bored. I have I am at my peak performance and I'm bored with what I'm doing. I've got more time to spare. You can always scale up. That's right. You can scale down and scale up. Yeah, maybe it's must just be nice. Maybe one day you're full of the vims and the vigors. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> that sounds oh, he's got a case of the vims. He's he's full of the vims and the vigors. And the vigors. There are going to be these magical days where we are full of ambition and energy and motivation. And just like BJ Fox says, ride that motivation wave. Come on and ride it. No, he doesn't turn it in. <laughs> he did He did no such thing. Oh, wow. Come on, ride this train. Oh, and ride boy. It. Oh, wait. All so right. it's a train and a surfboard. And, and an elliptical Wasn't there or some something. surf train video game that our daughter used to play? Oh, uh, Subway Surfer. Subway I Surfer. I think that's what it was called. It was. Yeah. It was called that. Yeah. But on those days where you're imbued with that extra energy, use it and in, like be inspired by it and go the distance on it. But don't make the mistake of thinking that that is the new permanent normal. Those days come around. You might have a few days where everything is perfect. Use it to your advantage. But the day that you wake up tired, the day that you wake up like with a uh, uh, you know, crick in your neck as you age, that's what you, you get. Cricks in your – I actually made yeah. a little crick kind of situation. The days when you don't feel ideal – don't use that as the day where you're convinced that it's all over. Don't use it as, oh my gosh, I thought I was fixed, but I'm really broken and who cares? We have the opportunity to go, this is perfect because I have been setting myself up for weeks to remind myself that I can go back to those small standards. I can go back to the tiny habit of just doing a couple push-ups just doing the minimum amount of prep, getting in the grocery delivery, because I, that is always my backup plan. I always have that in my back pocket for those days where I'm feeling overwhelmed, where I'm extra stressed, where the weather is against us, where we have to work late. We can always go back to those lucky meals that we have in the freezer, that small walk at lunchtime instead of working out at the gym. We can always go back to that. And it's not a failure. It's being the kind of person who adapts and pivots as circumstances change because circumstances will always change. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, the one thing you can count on is that circumstances will always change. Exactly. And finally, the extra bonus in all of this is that there are going to be some days where you just don't do anything. Yes. There are going to be days that just don't go your way. Plans get changed, and that is all right. And that's where 
our good old friend mindset comes in because what we do most of the time matters more than what we do every once in a while. Yeah, go into this like ahead of time with get rid of that idea that if you break your streak yeah. that that it's over and that you've failed and that you've that you're going to stop. Like you need to you need to get rid of that idea. I don't know how many times I would do something for how many days straight, and then I miss a day, and it's like, well, I've blown all of my progress. It's over now. I just might as well do nothing. Right. That is proof that we are just broken and yeah. circumstances won't go our way. But what we see it is as a pause. I am pausing my habits right now because I am under the weather, or there is some sort of thing going on at school this week, or I'm traveling for business, or there's a family crisis, or, hey, guess what? Something fun's happening. Like Halloween. Yay. Yay. I'm pausing my habits today. (laughs) (laughs) So we have the opportunity to use our lovely mindsets to really think of ourselves as active people who are making active investments in our health day by day. Not every day is going to look the same. Not all of our energy is going to look the same each day, but we have an ability to scale based on our energy, our bandwidth, our time, the weather, so many different things. And when we go into something, seeing it as a pause or just an adaptation based on the day, the more likelihood there is that we will continue the habit instead of me stopping Weight Watchers 20 times because I felt like I hadn't gotten it right. We don't go back to the very beginning when we stumble. We pick up right where we are with the tools that we have, with the energy that we have, and we move forward. And we know after years of maintaining, if we can do it, so can you. Absolutely. So can you. And thank you for moving forward with us. Uh, we really appreciate you you listening. We are grateful for each and every one of you. I know your time is valuable. And the fact that you've spent uh, a chunk of it today listening to us really does mean a lot to, really, you, to thank Catherine you so and I. Much. Um, if you would like to spend even more time with us listening, uh, all of our episodes are available wherever you found this one. We're available on all the major podcast platforms and also at any time on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Right. If you are the person that was like, I am ready to level up. I have heard about That's right. leveling down. Now I'm leveling up. You can level up by clicking on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. We only look thin place our facebook-based accountability group for women we are not a weight loss plan but we are a place for accountability check-ins zoom meetings work on mindset we have uh just amazing members of the group at all stages of their weight loss and maintenance goals. We are there to support one another. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt Place is right for you. And we're just rounding up our special from Lose It. If you were thinking about joining Walt Place, this is the time to do it uh, through the end of October. We're almost there. Our friends at Lose It are offering my course that I helped co-write about mindset and weight loss. This premium course is being offered at no additional cost to Wolt members. So just get in right under uh, the, the deadline 
join our support group and get that extra premium course from Luzette at no additional charge. Yeah. And just to clarify, the deadline is uh, the end of October. So Halloween. So if you're listening to this the day it, it came out or uh, or even on Halloween, you still have time to join. If you sign up now, you get that uh, you get that course as part of your membership. Do it. Come on right now. And you can also interact with us in other ways. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at WeOnlyLookThin, or you can send us an email. We would like to hear from you. Uh, We enjoy getting episode suggestions. Uh, We like questions from you. We, uh, you know, we'll do our best to answer your questions. And also we've turned a lot of uh, emails from listeners into episodes of this show. So uh, reach out and do that or just say hello. Uh, Tell us how great we are we enjoy that kind of thing as well yeah it's, uh, oh i don't know if i actually said the email address oh. is we only look thin at gmail.com yep and if you have a couple of extra minutes and can head over to apple Podcasts, please do leave us a rating and a review not only does it let us know that what we are doing is still making a difference in your lives all of these years later yeah over 300 episodes of enjoyment uh, 302 total, but at least 301 that were good. Uh, please leave us. <laughs> Come on, you got to have a bad one in there somewhere. I'm just being honest. I, this, if this I don't, don't want to know which was the bad <laughs> no, one. No, me yeah. either. Me either. But please leave us a reading and a review. It helps others find a weight loss podcast like ours, especially ours, when they're looking for funny, inspiring podcasts like ours. So uh, rate, review, both either that would be super i love the idea that like 301 of the episodes are good <laughs> i don't i honestly don't i don't want that feedback yeah, Just gotta yeah have... me either uh, but speaking of feedback if you could tell somebody about yeah. our our show we would really be grateful uh word of mouth really helps the show grow uh you know if you're uh face to face with somebody and it comes up uh, or if you're on a Zoom or a phone call or, uh, you know, you're talking to somebody or WhatsApp. or uh, a WhatsApp or if you're in uh, an online group um, and you give us a shout out, a Discord server, a Facebook group, a, a Reddit, um, a subreddit uh, group, uh, you know, and it would be appropriate to give us a shout out. It really does help the show grow. And, and we are grateful for that sort of thing um, because uh, when people hear directly from somebody who gives a testimonial, it means a lot. And it uh, it really does, you know, help give people that little nudge to check us out. It sure does. So if you're not sure if you're dreading the party more or the idea of returning to New Jersey, <laughs> just remember that Donald and I are... Or the party in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, no. We are an, an inspiration. inspiration. I love the Garden State. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.